It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Question. Is it time to prepare for imminent collapse? Short answer, yes. Countless factors are already past the breaking point, far past environmental and societal. This conclusion is based entirely on all available data and statistical trajectories. All official sources and their mainstream media sock puppets are doing their absolute best to keep the herd calm till the last possible moment, till the moment of impact. As the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding becomes impossible to hide any longer in plain sight, the global power brokers will become, and already are, more desperate and dangerous than ever before. Big shoes will drop soon. Wait and see. The controllers, their agencies, and major media platforms are all one in the same. They believe it is their right to tell us what reality is and what it isn't. Here's a recent glaring example recording from Melissa Fleming, UN Undersecretary General for the United Nations Department of Public Information. Listen carefully. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. We started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. Yes, they own the so-called science, the UN and their co-collaborators. Science is what they say it is or isn't on every front, in every arena. They are the planetary Truman Show Truth Tribunal. They will never admit to the climate engineering operations or countless other crimes. How did it get so bad? Because far too many have been and are still refusing to even consider, examine, or otherwise investigate the truth, let alone to face it. Let's connect more puzzle pieces in this equation. More bad news for Europe. Forecasters predict colder winter and less renewable power. From that report, the European Weather Forecasting Agency, early indications for November and December were for a period of high pressure over Western Europe, which was likely to bring with it, they say, colder spells with less sun, wind, and rainfall. Less sun, less wind, and less rain, reducing the generation of renewable power. All three primary forms of alternative energy, solar, wind, and hydro, reduced. That's a hallmark of climate intervention operations, as I have covered in many broadcasts. Next, this puzzle piece from the University of Vermont. As winters warm, nutrient pollution threatens 40% of the U.S. Nutrient pollution? No, chemical contamination. Here's an excerpt from that report. As climate changes, previously frozen chemical runoff from farms and fields puts water quality at risk in over 40 states, research says. Wait, if winters are warming 
how do the so-called forecasters already know that this winter is going to be colder for Europe? Because they're reading the script given to them by the weather makers, the global climate engineering cabal. How can they engineer winter, many ask? With patented processes of chemical ice nucleation elements, toxic technology that has existed and been used for decades. Check the engineering winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more or search Chinese scientists create artificial snowstorm. Fox News cover it, Popular Science, ABC, all mainstream media covered it, but now they're trying to cover it up. And about that formerly frozen toxic runoff, should we have felt better if the toxic water stayed frozen a bit longer before running off? And there's that unfortunate fact that every single drop of rain everywhere on the planet is now contaminated with PFAS forever chemicals, not opinion, peer-reviewed science study. And what's not mentioned even in that report, the highly toxic climate engineering fallout. What will the controllers do when their highly toxic chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding can no longer mask the severity of unfolding planetary meltdown? Is initiating a nuclear winter now looming? Yes, they are this desperate. In their demented minds, they are out of options. On that note, this headline from last week, U.S. buying $290 million worth of anti-radiation drugs for use in, quote, nuclear emergency. From that report, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services is purchasing a supply of the drug Inplate from Amgen USA. Inplate is approved to treat blood cell injuries that accompany acute radiation syndrome in adult and pediatric patients. That's ARS, the acronym. Question, do the controllers know what's coming? Does that question even deserve an answer? There's more. Solar storm warning, direct hit on Earth expected by 2 million kilometer long solar filament. This is from last week. That headline was from multiple sites and sources, tech sites. But this question must be asked. How would populations know if the grid shutdowns were due to a solar flare or covert EMP attack, i.e. the global controllers doing what they do best, creating chaos and carnage, this time around on a scale that few are even willing to consider. Under any scenario, the planetary Mad Max reality is a given. It's already unfolding. Next headline from multiple sources, winds of change drive, quote, alarming rate of ocean warming. From that report, researchers have solved the mystery, they say, of why and how hot spots are forming so fast over the oceans. By examining the winds that influence the ocean currents, which are heating these areas. In this report, there's no acknowledgement of the ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat domes that are core to this equation, like the so-called heat blob off the Pacific Northwest coast, which is part of the ridiculously resilient ridge of high pressure that is frying the West year after year after year. And if you don't know what an ionosphere heater installation is or what it can do, please investigate the term. It's not science fiction. It's science fact. Why are the heating oceans such a threat? First, if the oceans die, we die. Plankton populations are already down 90% in the Atlantic. We think other oceans are close to that figure. This is not an opinion. It's peer-reviewed science study. Next, and even more ominous, the warming seas are causing massive seabed methane deposits to thaw and release. 
The methane then migrates to the sea surface and then into the atmosphere. For the record, over a 10-year time horizon, methane is 120 times more effective at trapping atmospheric heat than CO2. Do an online search of Siberian methane craters for a visual on this. You'll be shocked at the images. And I realize many of our regular listeners are familiar with some of these facts, but we have many new listeners every week. And these core pillars to the equation are essential to know and understand because they are the foundational factors that will soon determine our collective futures. They supersede so many other causes or challenges that will be moot if we don't deal with these factors, all of which climate engineering is making far worse, not better. New from theconversation.com, climate risk index shows threats to 90% of the world's marine species. This is a new headline from last week. And every week, there are many new headlines on these developing most dire factors in our collective reality. On this headline, though it sounds dire, it's not true. Here's the truth. What's unfolding is far worse than a, quote, climate risk. It's an abrupt climate collapse scenario being further fueled overall by climate engineering operations. So, Back to the ocean die-off, if we remain on the current course, we're not risking losing 90% of sea life. We are mathematically certain to lose all sea life, with the possible exception of some microbial species that might survive what's coming. And it's not just our seas. The terrestrial die-off is just as bad. New from Forbes, does global drought call for geoengineering? Question mark. This is new last week. The report states, quote, widespread drought demonstrated how climate change makes it ever harder to fight climate change. The Forbes report then says this, quote, think of that for a moment. It feels as if we're living in a parable. No, we're not living in a parable. We're living in a planetary Truman show of total deception that tells us we're not actually seeing the blatantly visible climate engineering operations in our skies that we are actually seeing. Global climate engineering operations are the single greatest drought-causing factor in the equation by far. The system, the matrix, the power structure controlled institutions and media tell us we must not believe our lying eyes, our sense of reason, or the growing mountain of data that makes clear climate engineering is raging in our skies. Though climate engineering is making all of it far worse overall, not better, the controllers will continue with their insanity. That's what they do. And as the controllers are doubling down with their all-out assault on the planet and populations, what are the majority of populations choosing to do? Doubling down on denial until the moment of collapse on countless fronts. Biosphere collapse is the bottom line on which our near-term survival completely depends. Ecosystems are collapsing all over the world and almost none are acknowledging this fact. The global epidemics of Stockholm Syndrome and normalcy bias continue unabated. Not just the denial, but unbridled delusion. The following is a case in point. Here's a new report that takes denial and delusion of so many in the human race to a level that can't truly be comprehended. From interestingengineering.com, this headline from last week, Saudi Arabia's 500 billion megacity called Neom will host winter games in the desert. From that report, the deserts and mountains of Saudi Arabia will soon be a playground for winter sports. The Olympic Council of Asia, the OCA, said in a statement about the decision to choose 
Saudi Arabia as the host of these Winter Games. Many people are excited, the report says, about Saudi Arabia hosting the Winter Games. For the record, the Saudi fantasy of insanity will never happen. The party's over, and it's not coming back. On that note, how's the pursuit of the American dream going? This headline from last week, Americans are increasingly turning to credit card debt and short-term loans as the cost of living becomes extremely painful. That report headline doesn't even scratch the surface of what's coming. The power structure financial house of cards is collapsing. From the stock market to the perpetual growth on a finite planet with finite resources, Ponzi scheme. What comes next is a fight for survival. Literally, Mad Max on steroids. The global controllers are moving full speed ahead with their COVID-19 warp speed response to biosphere collapse. I'll get to that in a moment. But first, here's an update on Hurricane Ian, which was verifiably steered by climate intervention operations. Review the geoengineeringwatch.org report titled Controlling Hurricane Ian to learn more. There's a much more insidious side to the damage from Ian that far too few are aware of. Deadly mold. On that note, this new headline from the New York Times. After the storm, the mold. Warming is worsening another costly disaster. From the report, this, mold may be one of the most devastating long-term and hidden costs of America's increasingly humid, wet, and stormy climate. Sure not happening in the West. It's an open question, the New York Times study says, in academic research as to whether there is a relationship between mold exposure and neurological damage. Let's stop there. More lies from the so-called science community. No, it's not a, quote, open question that fungal infections can cause neurological damage. It's a peer-reviewed science study fact. Here's a few example studies. Fungal infection in the brain. Here's another. Neuroinfections caused by fungi. One more example. Fungal infections of the nervous system. And next to this, fungal meningitis. One final study headline, Fungal Colonization of the Brain. And let's not forget that the millions of tons, tens of millions of tons of climate engineering aerosols that are being sprayed into the skies all over the world are also fungal proliferation platforms. Try not to think about that with every breath you take. Search this title to learn about hurricane manipulation. Again, Controlling Hurricane Ian at geoengineeringwatch.com. Org. Moving on, weather warfare isn't the only battle being waged against the human race. COVID-19, its origins, and its so-called treatments are the controller response to biosphere collapse. Any that still believe the power brokers want to keep them happy, healthy, proliferating, and consuming until nothing is left need to rethink their reality. The controllers are ever more desperately trying to keep honest doctors, which we need many more of from telling the truth. Here's the latest glaring example from the San Francisco Chronicle. COVID in California. New bill restricting misinformation by doctors signed by Gavin Newsom. Report states California doctors who spread COVID-19 misinformation could face disciplinary action after Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law Assembly Bill Number 2098, which holds physicians and surgeons accountable for, quote, unprofessional conduct, end quote. The new bill describes, quote, misinformation as, quote, 
false information that is contradicted by contemporary scientific consensus contrary to the standard of care, end quote, i.e. remdesivir and ventilators, both of which are statistically killing the majority of those who receive these, quote, treatments. In the case of being put on a ventilator, the mortality rate statistically is 90%. You have a 1 in 10 chance of survival. Moving on from childrenshealthdefense.org. The Centers for Disease Control, V-Safe data. Hundreds of thousands of Americans sought medical care after COVID vaccination. From that report, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on Monday released new data showing that some 782,900 people reported seeking medical attention, emergency room care, and or hospitalization following COVID-19 vaccinations And another 2.5 million people reported needing to miss school, work, or other normal activities. Not seeing those kinds of statistics on mainstream media, are we? The reports were made to the CDC's vSafe program, a new vaccine safety monitoring system to which users can report issues through smartphones. The CDC released the data to the Informed Consent Action Network, that's ICANN, after being sued over not producing the data when asked by the nonprofit in the first place. Let's cover a few not-so-pleasant facts on this issue. Also from chd.org, more women than men reported injuries after COVID vaccine. Next, from thehill.com, Fauci says he should have been, quote, more careful, end quote, on pandemic messaging. No one's perfect, Fauci said. Question, what is the true toll of mortality that Fauci is connected to and responsible for? Can it ever be quantified? And the best Fauci can say is that he should have been more careful, Time to wake up. None of it was carelessness. It's about agendas. From Axios.com, this, another COVID variant could emerge this winter, Fauci says. Report quotes Fauci as saying, we should anticipate that we very well may get another variant that would emerge that would elude the immune system response that we've gotten from infections and or vaccination. Again, direct quote from Fauci. And let's remember that he knew, stated on film and on the record, in 2017, that there would be a coming surprise pandemic during the Trump presidency, and indeed, there was. Next from CBS News, health officials warned severe flu season is coming. They urge vaccinations. Yes, the ever more desperate attempt by the controllers to inject anything the population will accept. Will the public ever be told the truth about the ongoing carnage? You decide. Consider the following while doing so. An ongoing story from multiple sources. FDA withholding autopsy results on people who died after getting COVID-19 vaccinations. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, is refusing to release the results of autopsies conducted on people who died after getting COVID-19 vaccines. Ponder that one. You're listening to the weekly installment of the Bad News Broadcast, the Global Alert News Hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast. Commercial free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. It is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel, posts of this report, and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell, and get notifications for our new videos. Likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out 
to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, you are helping us to more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. And this shout out to all the courageous individuals that are carrying forward the torch of awakening and sanity. I'm deeply honored to march with you in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. It's our collective efforts that can yet make a difference. Moving on. More bad news from the front lines. In the western U.S., the conditions remain hellish. Constant heat and intense UV radiation, almost no humidity. The temperatures don't cool down much at night. In the forests of Northern California where I live, daytime temperatures are expected to be near 100 degrees for the foreseeable future into October. The geoengineers are maintaining the ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome over the Pacific Northwest. There are many likely agendas being carried out, none of them benevolent. Climate engineering cover-up institutions like the Weather Channel so often don't show the nation's hot zones on their weather maps. Thus, much of the population can't figure out how hot it actually is in so many locations. For example, for California temperatures, the Weather Channel disinformation source often shows only San Francisco, L.A., and San Diego, all coastally cooled, and thus 20 or even 30 degrees cooler than places like Redding, Sacramento, or San Bernardino, California. Smoke and mirrors on every front. And many falsely conclude that because they're not seeing defined geoengineering grid patterns in the sky, that climate engineering has halted for the moment. But such a conclusion couldn't be further from the truth. The ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat domes, labeled in the case of the U.S. West, the ridiculously resilient ridge that the weathermakers have so constantly maintained over the northwestern U.S. for so many years... And this ridge blocks any rain from even approaching the region, let alone falling. Within the high-pressure dome scenario, spraying is still occurring, but is far less visible due to the lack of atmospheric RH, relative humidity. The often silvery-white skies or the wispy cobweb-like aerosol cloud haze are harbingers of the ongoing weather warfare under these conditions. The climate engineers have been, and are, turning formerly thriving forests and farmlands in the once golden state into bone-dry, scorched earth. Not speculation. Climate engineering operations are visible on satellite imagery. Search the engineered drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. We have stated for a decade and a half that this would happen. And it has happened exactly as we said it would happen because it couldn't not happen If climate engineering was allowed to continue, and it has been allowed to continue because unfortunately too much of the population doesn't want to face this dire reality, that must change. Are the weather makers setting the stage for yet more unprecedented western U.S. forest incinerations? We'll soon enough find out. Search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org if you want to truly be shocked on that subject. Continuing on this theme from the LA Times, California suffering through driest three years ever recorded with no relief in sight. Again, from the LA Times. For that report, California's drought has become the state's driest three-year period on record, surpassing that of 2013-2015, and a fourth dry year is looking increasingly likely, officials said on Monday. 
first for the record, not just the driest three years for California, the driest period in at least 1,200 years based on all available paleo science data. And in regard to the coming already scheduled dry year, that is the scheduled weather. The climate engineers control the spigot. They decide where it will rain, how much, and how toxic that rain will be. Next headline from multiple sources. Again, the scheduled weather. Unseasonable warmth to maintain grip on northwest and spread into California. The report states AccuWeather forecasters say that the warmth is not going to dissipate this week and it should begin to spread southward into the warmer regions of California. Wait, Northern California at 100 degrees in October is not one of the warmer regions of California? How many in the eastern U.S. know how bad it is here? It's horrific. We have not had significant rain in the former boreal rainforest of Northern California since December of 2021. That's the last significant rains we had. Everything around me is dying. My soul now suffers as I trek through the forest. The forest is my cathedral, my sanctuary. Our lives depend on its life. I will fight to defend my forest friends till my last breath. The trees, the birds, the bears, the bats, the bees, they have no voice except for us. And to all those that are marching with me in this all-important battle for life itself, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Moving on from MSN.com, California wells run dry as drought depletes groundwater. From that report, more than 1,200 wells have run dry this year statewide. That's a fraction of what's actually running dry. A nearly 50% increase over the same period last year. That's according to the California Department of Water Resources. The groundwater crisis is most severe in the San Joaquin Valley, California's agricultural heartland, which exports fruits, vegetables, nuts around the world. That is part of the agenda that's in play. Climate engineers controlling the food supply, thus controlling populations. Here's yet another headline on this theme from last week. San Diego's avocado production plummets. Growers cite drought and heat waves. So even in the coastal community of San Diego, the conditions are beyond dire. Whole state going down. The weather warfare assault on agricultural regions around the globe is off the scale. What's not being droughted into collapse is being deluged into collapse. Or as the seasons change, flash frozen or freak hailstorms, again, agricultural regions certainly being targeted at this point. But there are many other agendas being carried out simultaneously. Consistently, since 2007, the U.S. West has been fried under a near-constant ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat dome to keep the eastern U.S. cooled down with chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding. And these operations continue. The temperature whiplash in the eastern U.S. is constant, and relentless hellish heat continues in the West. Search geoengineeringwatch.org, frying the West to cool the East. We have numerous reports on this ongoing scenario of keeping the most populated portions of the U.S., i.e. the eastern half, cooled down with climate engineering operations to keep the majority of the U.S. population oblivious to the unfolding planetary meltdown with climate engineering further fueling the overall fire. Short-term highly toxic surface cooldowns that come at the cost of further fueling the overall warming. So picture a clockwise rotating air mass. That's the high-pressure dome in the western U.S. Like the pulley 
on the front of a car engine that rotates the fan belt. The upper-level winds rotate clockwise around that high-pressure dome, pushing the moisture up and over the western U.S. into Canada or Alaska often, and then back down into the eastern U.S. It's chemically ice-nucleated the entire way, and that allows them to create a significant short-term toxic cool-down for the eastern U.S., but at what cost? at the cost of killing the planet's remaining life support systems. And then there's the wildfire scenario, which is yet another geoengineering agenda. Please search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda to learn shocking data about how wildfires are actually being used to facilitate specific aspects of climate engineering operations. Let's get back to headlines. This from the LA Times. More examples of cooling Food supplies for populations. Bird flu spreads to Southern California, infecting chickens, wild birds, and other animals. From that report, a highly infectious bird flu that has killed millions of birds globally is now in California. Experts worry it could affect our food supply. Question, does that come as any surprise at all? Next headline from APNews.com. Forever chemicals in deer and fish challenge hunters and tourism. From that report, authorities have detected the high levels of PFAS forever chemicals in deer in several states, including Michigan and Maine, where legions of hunters seek to bag a buck every fall, sometimes called, quote, forever chemicals, as I just mentioned, for their persistence in the environment. The discovery of the chemicals in wild animals hunt for sport and food represents a new challenge that some states have started to confront by issuing do-not-eat advisories for deer and fish and expanding testing for PFAS chemicals in these Life forms. Yes, the food supply is shrinking fast on all fronts. Let's continue with this theme also from last week. Netherlands. Greenhouses and growers increasingly shutting down operations due to energy prices. Those greenhouses accounted for nearly 40% of vegetables in Europe. 40%. And let's not forget, as covered in the beginning of this broadcast, the colder than normal winter predicted, i.e. scheduled for Europe, climate engineering absolutely core to that issue. They predict less rain, less wind, and less sun. All three forms of alternative energy being shut down by climate engineering operations, not to mention the toxic rain that falls because of these operations on top of all other forms of human pollution, and there is much, But the climate engineering operations we have extrapolated based on precipitation testing that there is likely 60 to 70 million tons of toxic nanoparticles of aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene coming down in our precipitation from these operations. These particles sterilize soils, kill soil microbiome, and in the case again of the greenhouses even, shutting down forms of energy that makes energy now so expensive on top of all the other factors affecting energy that food production is being shut down. Next headline. Study suggests La Nina winters could keep on coming. The report says the study recently published in Geophysical Research Letters suggests that climate change in the short term is favoring La Ninas. La Ninas, because they bottle heat up in the ocean, help to mask the true global temperatures. Can the climate engineers manipulate the La Nina-El Nino pattern? Short answer, yes. 
They can manipulate upper-level wind currents, which in turn manipulates ocean currents, which can alter the normal trade winds, or the cyclical trade winds. And this phenomenon plugs directly into the high-pressure heat dome over the western U.S., the massive ocean heat blob off the U.S. west coast. And now let's plug it into these next headlines. Summer-like temperatures to challenge records in Pacific Northwest. And this, from globalnews.ca. 24 temperature records melted as B.C., British Columbia, heat wave makes for balmy autumn. Again, this high-pressure heat dome pushes the winds offshore, and that helps to bottle the heat up in the oceans. And this is part of what affects the La Nina patterns. Even in the northern hemisphere, the same is being done in the southern hemisphere as well. And they absolutely have that much sway on the climate. And when 24 temperature heat records are reported in B.C., there was likely hundreds more. And this is one more way in which the climate engineering cover-up organizations like Weather Channel mask the true severity of warming. If there's an engineered cool-down event in a specific geographic region, they'll record hundreds of record cold temperatures. But if the same size region is exposed to record heat, they'll record one-tenth of that. And that makes it appear to populations as if it's not really as warm as it actually is. Let's continue from this report. Environment Canada said warmth across much of the province was brought on by a ridge of high pressure, i.e. a high pressure heat dome. Again and again and again. It's all we see. Let's rewind to British Columbia's shocking heat wave last year from ClimateWire.com. This report from last year's off-the-chart heat Deadly heat dome, there it is again, in 2021, was a once-in-10,000-year event. The report states the record-smashing temperatures in the Pacific Northwest were an extraordinarily rare occurrence, even in the age of climate change, study has found. Studies suggested that the deadly heat wave, which killed about 800 people, had a probability of near zero, i.e., it was not nature. Karen McKinnon, assistant professor of statistics and the environment at UCLA said, quote, she couldn't name any other once in 10,000 year event like this in all of record keeping. Should that come as any surprise? How hot did it get in British Columbia on the coast? 121.5 degrees. Here's a bit more about British Columbia. This headline from last week from BC ctvnews.ca. British Columbia scientists develop technique to restore kelp forests for future generations. Good luck with that. They died for a reason. You can't reestablish them in an environment that will no longer support them. And this is just total delusion. We're going to regrow everything that died because the conditions are already too hostile for it to exist. And that's what we're supposed to believe from the so-called experts pacifying populations until the moment of impact, which draws perilously near at this point. About other parts of the world, this headline, extreme start to October with record heat in many nations, including Turkey, 41.2 degrees C, Cyprus, 41.2, China, 41 degrees C. That's about 106 degrees in that range for the beginning of October. And all those locations, same in Northern California planet, is in total meltdown climate engineering, further fueling the fire as the controllers relentlessly use weather as a weapon to carry out their agendas. Another headline, persistent drought and heat wave continue to smother South China in October. Same theme. Northern and middle parts of China look likely 
set for a cold snap, followed by a drastic drop in temperatures overnight. So we have the extremes occurring in China and the U.S., Western U.S. frying, Eastern U.S. being flash cooled down, same in China. They're all doing the same thing. These scripts aren't hard to follow. They're all working together with climate engineering. There is no question about that. It cannot be otherwise. You can't climate engineer over your own country without affecting the entire world. We have Senate documents up to 800 pages long calling for the cooperation of otherwise adversarial countries in the case of climate engineering. All major powers know they can no longer support their populations on a dying planet with waning resources. These dots aren't hard to connect. Moving on, next headline, multiple sources. Please recall what I just stated about the climate engineers being able to manipulate upper-level wind currents, which then manipulates ocean currents, which can help hide heat in the oceans. Here's the headline. Shifting ocean currents are pushing more and more heat into the southern hemisphere's cooler waters. That's what that's about. Climate engineers doing everything they can to mask the severity of meltdown at the cost of ensuring that we have no chance for any extended future. Pounding the nails into our collective coffins with each passing day. From Wired.com, this, the Mediterranean Sea is so hot, it's forming carbonate crystal. From that report, in the rapidly warming eastern Mediterranean, water stratifies into layers like cake. That's allowing carbon-spewing crystals to form. It's also worth noting that the Mediterranean Sea is one of the most microplastic polluted waters of body in the world. And for the record, microplastics are an element named in climate engineering patents. And they are now ubiquitous on planet Earth and in every breath we take. As dire as the wider horizon is becoming on countless fronts is this next headline from last week. Any surprise? Here's the headline. The growing global reliance on antidepressants. Just the way Big Pharma and the controllers want it. Are there other ways to fend off the feeling of fear and futility in an ever-darkening world? Absolutely. Unshakable solace can be achieved by fortifying a foundational faith and resolve to face the coming storm head-on without fear, trepidation, or timidity. Our will, given to us by the Creator, can never be taken from us. It can only be abandoned, and this we must never do. We're still standing. We can, we must fight on. I want to express my deepest gratitude to each and every individual that has and is refusing to yield to the collective insanity. We march together in this most critical battle. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 374, October 8th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations, including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and now in North Carolina. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. 
sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube channel, The Dimming, or Global Alert News, or any other geoengineering watch.org video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. To reach those that still aren't looking up, geoengineeringwatch.org awareness-raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high-quality printed materials and just-added climate engineering conversation starters, our new Geoengineering Watch shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. That's how you plant a seed of awareness. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to start looking up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. And also this footnote, if you want to share a picture with a geoengineering watch shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, busy street downtown, etc., please send us your photo so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation which is coming for our materials page, where it will encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. The Geoengineering Watch walking billboard shirt can start the all-important conversation about what's happening in our skies. Moving on, much to cover. What's happening under our seas from the UK Daily Mail? Putin deploys Belgorod nuclear submarine, which carries Poseidon underwater drone capable of unleashing radioactive tsunamis which lay waste to enemy coastlines, using the environment for a weapon. All major powers engaging in this. Russian nuclear submarine Belgorod has left its White Sea base. NATO warns that the sub might be on a mission to test the Poseidon drone. Italian media said Poseidon is a doomsday device designed to trigger a massive nuclear tsunami. This comes after Putin threatened the West with nukes over the war in Ukraine. It approaches the target, it is stated in this report, at a one kilometer depth with a speed of 200 kilometers per hour. That's 125 miles per hour. There is no way to stop this underwater drone. It has a warhead with a capacity of up to 100 megatons. The explosion of this thermonuclear torpedo close to, for example, Britain's shores would raise a giant tsunami of up to The report states 500 meters. That's inconceivable. This tidal wave is also a carrier of extremely high doses of radiation. The report then states if such a wave were to surge over Britain, it would turn what may be left into a radioactive desert, permanently unusable for anything. None of this is a joke. It's not a game. Not for those that will suffer the consequences. The same is true regarding the ongoing climate intervention operations in our skies, a.k.a. highly toxic weather warfare. Remember and consider it's not just the initial impact of an engineered weather event that's the problem. It's the aftermath. On that note, this new report from PBS.org. Cubans protest over delays in restoring power to island after Hurricane Ian. The report then cites that repeated blackouts on Cuba's already fragile electric grid were among the causes of the island's largest social protests in decades. That happened in July 2021. But now it's happening again and may likely become worse. Experts said the total blackout showed the vulnerability of Cuba's power grid and warned that it will require time and sources, things the country doesn't have to fix the problem. The destabilization of populations, and thus nations, can be and is being carried out in many forms. 
The former report is but one example. Here's another. Dangerously low Mississippi River level may spark transportation chaos for farm goods during harvest. Again, control the food supply, control the population, all of which comes from initially controlling the weather. Bloomberg reported the crucial U.S. waterway for the Midwest economies is experiencing critically low levels due to the lack of rain. The climate engineers control the spigot. Don't forget that. They decide where it rains, how much, and how toxic. The waterway is responsible for at least half the U.S. corn and soybean exports. Again, in summary, agricultural production and transport both are being horrifically impacted by ongoing climate intervention operations. Back to biosphere collapse from newsharvard.edu. Melting of polar ice shifting Earth itself, not just sea levels. Research finds warping of planet's crust has far-reaching effects. When you lift the weight of the ice mass off of the regions where it's sitting, that causes what's called glacial rebound. When you lift, for example, two miles of ice off of Greenland, Greenland is going to rise up out of the ocean. It's already happening. Same with Antarctica. And this has profound effects and far-reaching effects on the planet in so many ways. From science.org, this... Climate change drives rapid acidification in the Arctic Ocean. Is it just climate change? All available data indicates no. Covert ocean fertilization to force more CO2 uptake. This is yet another form of climate engineering that's not being disclosed to the public. They are forcing the oceans with ocean fertilization, materials dispersed from surface vessels that cause algae blooms, that force the oceans to uptake this extra CO2, hiding it any way they can, even at the cost of killing Earth's last remaining life support systems. From alternate.org, more on this scenario. The report states, we were shocked. Scientists discover Arctic Ocean is acidifying up to four times the rate of other seas, and I just disclosed why that's happening. Report says in lower latitudes, there are coral reefs. And if you add carbon dioxide to the water, the carbon saturation rate will increase. The coral won't grow. We are far from knowing what the cost is for biological systems. We don't know what organisms could be affected. This is something the biological community needs to look into. You think? No, we know what will happen. Crustaceans can't form their shells. The ecosystem begins to break down from top to bottom, starting with plankton. No plankton, no people. Simple. And what do we see on the evening news? scripted theater, meaningless theater as the entire ship goes down. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said this, the fallout of the assault on our planet is impeding our efforts to eliminate poverty and imperiling food security, and it's making our work for peace even more difficult, and the disruptions drive instability, displacement, and conflict. That's paradoxically exactly what those in power want. A nation that's completely destabilized is much easier to topple. On the same theme, let's rewind to this recent report from InsideClimateNews.org. Scientists say it's, quote, fatally foolish to not study catastrophic climate outcomes. That report then says this, a new paper discusses climate in-games as the planet approaches environmental tipping points, already past those points, by the way, that they say could exacerbate other global crises like pandemics, and war. Part of the plan? You decide. Let's take a deeper dive into this bottomless abyss. Last week from the dailytrust.com, 
Africa needs $2.5 trillion to deal with climate change disaster. That's the headline from the report. The United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change estimated that developing countries need $6 trillion by 2030 and that Africa will require $2.5 trillion by 2030 to effectively deal with climate change issues. Were climate intervention operations ever mentioned in this report? What do you think? Next, same theme from BBC, Somalia drought, the fight for survival as famine looms. And as I cover this heart-wrenching statement from this report, remember, climate engineering is core to all of this. Here's from the report. I saw my daughter, three-year-old Fahir, die before me, and I could do nothing. This statement was from Fatima, who had walked for at least 15 days with her children from a village to try and reach a famine relief location, again in Somalia. She said, I had been carrying her for 10 days. We had to leave her by the side of the road. We had no strength to bury her. We could hear the hyenas closing in. Question, how many testimonies like this are occurring every single day in nations that are collapsing around the globe? While so many, even now, blindly wave their flags with mantras about expansion, jobs, drilling more oil wells to achieve the cheaper gallon of gas that seems for the moment the most important thing in the world to them? How many stop to consider the plight of so many around the world that are simply trying to survive another day, simply trying to keep their children alive for another day? Above it all, in every part of the world, the climate engineering weather warfare insanity rages on, wreaking havoc on the planet and populations alike. What other factors are manifesting within the ranks of societies? Effects that, when combined with a constant onslaught of power structure programming, leads to the lowest states of human behavior. The mob mentality is one example. Situations can, and all too often do, make people act poorly. A primary reason for this can be because of the types of groups that are formed in specific situations. Depending on the situation, people may join together in what's commonly called a mob or a herd. When mobs form, they create a powerful influential factor that shapes the characters or person's identity. The mob or herd mentality describes how people are influenced by their peers to adopt certain behaviors. The desire to join in this group behavior or at the very least be recognized by the group is an example of the conformity impulse. Conformity describes how we adjust our behavior or thinking to follow the behavior or rules of the group that we belong to. Typically, people conform because of various social influences or desires. Some of these influences and or desires may include respect for authority, a fear of being different, a fear of rejection, or a desire for approval. Once we join a group, we're much more likely to conform or comply with whatever the group decides in order to fuel the potential need to be liked or to feel like we belong. The desire to conform to a group is stronger than most realize, and far too often people become a part of a group and or a mob without even knowing or realizing it. And the automatic response to conform to the group is called automatic mimicry or unconscious mimicry. And automatic mimicry is when someone follows along with the crowd, like laughing or clapping or nodding, without thinking to question their actions or their behavior. One reason for this behavior can be understood if we look at the crowd, not as a bunch of random people joined together, but rather as a mob 
that has literally lost its collective mind. When an individual joins a mob, they may experience a phenomenon known as de-individuation. De-individuation is the loss of self-awareness and self-restraint. And having conformed to the mob, it can become an extreme struggle to do anything aside from what the mob desires. Whatever the mob desires is typically called groupthink, i.e. mass formation psychosis, which is another psychological term for this kind of behavior. And what this can mean is that the mob, having lost all sense of order, will make decisions or take actions that all too often aren't logical, reasonable, or moral for either the individuals or the groupthink as a whole. Question, how many have been programmed to wave the banner of blind and unquestioning patriotism and in doing so are actually supporting tyranny of the highest order? Where does this leave us as societies, as a species, facing factors that are now determining our collective futures or lack of any future by the day? We live in an era in which valid attempts to communicate obvious truths can all too often be impossible, even when our logic is accompanied by volumes of evidence. The examples of such denial are myriad and not limited to those who can see grid patterns sprayed in our sky and insist on believing the official propaganda that these are just condensation trails. Following the murder of JFK, the CIA introduced a new and infinitely more insidious tool, the conspiracy theory paintbrush, which empowered controllers and their media lapdogs to vilify and silence any contrarian voices. How dark is the wider horizon? It's worse than almost any are yet willing to contemplate. If the human race remains on the current trajectory, no one gets out alive. No functional environment, no humans. Simple. So, do we just give up? No, never. All of us are needed in this desperate battle to reach a critical mass of awareness in the populations, then and only then do we have any chance of changing course. If we can reach a critical mass, countless wheels in the battle will then begin to turn on their own. A shockwave will circle the globe. The composition of the coming collapse could be altered in the right direction, and that's worth fighting for till our last breath. We are playing the grandest game of chess. We must learn to play effectively and efficiently. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for specific input on how you can help to move this fight forward. The sand in the hourglass is running down at blinding speed. Please make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay strong, stay focused. Never yield to the collective insanity, ever. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.